Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. This is Chris, and today we're working really hard to talk about mind noise, and we have a whippersnipper in the background making the entertainment of this video even more exciting. I hope my little soundproof cage up here uh, helps to block some of it out. So what we're talking about, we're talking about mind noise, is the elimination of a whole heap of the variables that keep our head filled with noise, and these variables are uncomfortable. To say the least, they fill the space that we should be filling with thoughts that make us succeed. They are thoughts of worry, anxiety, pain, suffering, uncomfortableness, frustration, and the list goes on. So the question you might have is what happens when mind noise goes away? What happens when your mind goes empty? And the answer will be, you will get intuition. Now, intuition is there all the time. Every human being is intuitive. Every human being has equal intuitiveness. However, some people's mind is so busy thinking about what's one step ahead and what's down the road and what's going on in the past and what's going on in the present and whether they're hungry or whether they're not hungry or whether they're happy or whether they're not happy and how they should deal with their boss and whether they're powerful or not powerful. Their mind is so busy churning away, they can't stop talking, they can't stop talking externally, they can't stop talking internally, and therefore the mind noise fills up the volume, fills up the room with noise that blocks out the intuition. So every human being is intuitive. The question's going to be, and the one you might be sitting with right now, is what are you going to do with those intuitions? And my answer to that is just one simple word which is actually two words, it's whiteboard. Now, when, you're, when your intuitions come up, what they do, they, they form some sort of a, a weather pattern. I think that's the best way to describe an intuition. So when you're walking in Nepal, the next step can be a, a rock or it can be a, 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 a hole in the ground, it could be even a yak poo. So very often you spend the whole 10 days or 14 days of Himalayan trek looking down at your feet. And what you'll notice with porters and Sherpas and people who live in the mountains is they're looking up and what they're using is their peripheral vision to know what's in front of them, what's at their feet. But they're actually looking around and observing the bigger picture the whole time. Now for most people, if you ask what's going on, they'll tell you what's going on now, whether they've got a cup of coffee, whether they're hungry, thirsty, thinking. They're looking down at their feet. They're solving problems today. They're solving the issues that are on their plate right now, whether they're comfortable sitting in their chair, whether their feet hurt, whether they've been for a swim, etc., etc. What's on the shopping list, what we have for dinner, what we're going to do tomorrow, la la la. That's understandable because just like walking in the Himalayas, if you're not looking at your feet and you stumble on a rock, it could have very, very unfortunate circumstances for, the, for your face and what have you. And uh, you could end up end a trip with a bad knee. So it's understandable we would look down a lot. As I said, if you meet someone who lives in this environment, lives in the mountains and lives in these circumstances 24 seven, they never look down. They never look down at their feet. What they do is they look ahead about uh, three meters or four meters and they get a mental picture of what's ahead of them. And so they look up, but they've got this, this thing going on, which is automatic, which is taking care of business, taking care of the steps that are in the, in, in the very next steps that we've got to deal with, taking care of what's going on right now. And they do it by autopilot. 
So instead of looking up by autopilot and looking down with concentration, they look up with concentration and they're watching what's going on in their every day and their every step on autopilot. Now, I wonder if you could equate that to the lack of mind noise. They're not worried about what's going on. They're not worried about the next step. They're not worried about the next thing's going to happen. They know where the next step is. They just move to it. It's, it's almost like a routine process. And it's brilliant to watch, even with 50, 60 kilo on the back, which is a lot of weight for some of the porters. They're never looking down. Very rarely, even going down steep steps, which one false step can cause them a, a, a huge fall. They're looking out. And so with our lives, we very often get drawn into the moment, into the present, into this moment that's happening right now, trying to fix something, trying to sort something out, worried about something. And that's mind noise. And looking up is the lack of mind noise. But when you look up, you do receive information. It's not the lack of thinking that's the lack of mind noise. It's the what of thinking. And so the thing will be for a person who's looking up, they start to see a cloud on the horizon. They'll start to see a little bit of rain. They'll start to see sun coming through. Or they'll start to see that the moon is up and, and the weather patterns are shifting. So what they're watching for continually is the future, is the horizon. A person who's got mind noise is in the present, is focused down on their feet, missing the story. And that person who's looking at their feet might win the day, but they'll certainly lose the week. And we're here to talk about uh, the lack of mind noise, opening up intuition so we win the whole story, not just a daily battle with life and the right step. So when you develop uh, and start to shrink your mind noise, which I'm going to go through for the rest of this week, shrinking mind noise, what you're going to find is that you'll develop a greater sense of intuitiveness. You'll feel in a sense, you'll become aware of dark shadows. You become aware of problems. You'll become aware of the potentialities that maybe you couldn't hear before. I have an exact example of this in my own life. And that is right now, I have this f uh, sense of foreboding about riding my bike on the road. Now, I don't have the same sense of foreboding when I ride the bike on the road by myself. But when I take my partner, Jess, out on her bike and we go together, I have this strong sense of foreboding, which is, I think, because I don't have much mind noise, I think I'm getting intuition that we need to be really careful where and when we go riding and not put her in danger. And I follow that. That's more accurate to me, more, more clear, more strict to me than reading the newspaper or the internet about what theoretically the principles are of bike riding or what the weather's like tomorrow. I would rather trust my own intuitions than anybody else's. And I would rather trust my own intuitions than the news media, than other people's opinions, than the mind noise that might bring me into this moment with a so-called problem. I would rather trust my intuitions. The world will try to talk you out of trusting your intuitions. That's its mission. The question's going to be, can you follow them? I remember when I got my first divorce, and there's been a few, and I remember when I got my first divorce, and um, the first words were, to, were when I realized my marriage had broken before the divorce came, was I knew it. And I'd known it for a very long time, but I didn't want to know it. And that's one of the things about intuition, it doesn't always deliver the good news. It sometimes delivers shadows, and you go, 
I don't want to know it. I don't want to know it. And then again, who's going to, uh, when it all goes wrong, we're going to say, oh, you cheated on me or you lied to me or you did this to me or I'm a victim of you. But deep down, our intuition knows these things. Our intuition knows when people are not telling the truth. It, in, it knows when people don't, are not in love with us. When, it knows when we're not in love with other people. It knows when we're in the wrong job. But it doesn't, we may not want to know it. And if we don't want to know, what what, know it, what we will do is fill our mind with mind noise to avoid the truth, to avoid looking up and seeing that there's a rain cloud at the top of them or a snow cloud, as it can be in the Himalayas, up top of a mountain coming our way and we need to prepare for it. So there it is, intuition. And whiteboard is the perfect way to put your intuitions up for comment both by yourself and by someone you trust. This is Chris. You have a great day. Bye for now.